0: Welcome, everyone, to our 2023 year-end episode of SILA Speaks, SILA's monthly podcast, which is your window into what is happening at SILA and the securities and insurance licensing industry. Silas Speaks is brought to you by Rhodes Online and SILA, and I'm Alistair Yu.
1: And I'm Diana Ivey.
0: And as we come to a close of 2023 and look forward to 2024, We wanted to wish everyone a wonderful holiday season and a happy and healthy new year.
1: Yeah, indeed. Yeah, 2023 was great. Silas Conference was awesome in Hollywood, Florida. I think they really um, topped it (laughs) at that point. But we're looking forward to next year's conference, 2024 in San Diego, which is also a really awesome venue. So I think uh, everybody's going to enjoy some more sunshine and... Surf and all that good stuff next year as well. And I just wanna make a quick mention and congratulate everyone who earned their SILA designation this year.
0: Absolutely, congratulations to all of you. And also I and the rest of the SILA community would like to thank you, Diana, for your leadership as the SILA board president in 2023. So thank you so much for your service.
1: It was my pleasure, and thank you for serving on the board of directors as well, and uh, really a thanks to all our members uh, who, without them, none of this would work. I mean, really, the whole build up to the conference is all volunteers, Um, you know, our members who are uh, donating their time and talents to making sure we have a successful conference, which they do time and time again.
0: Absolutely, and SILA is a member-driven association, so we'd like to thank all the members as well for all their contributions and all their thoughts and expertise in terms of making SILA the greatest uh, organization for professionals in the insurance and securities licensing that that there is. Absolutely. Well, you know, at the end of each podcast, we always ask our guests a final question, which is looking back on their careers, what advice would they give to their younger self? And so our show today will have each final question excerpt from all of our podcasts this year. These moments are all really insightful and perhaps something that can propel each of us in the new year.
1: That's always my favorite part is to hear you know, their reflections and, and they are always so insightful and just really rich little nuggets. So I do enjoy that. So we'd like to leave you with our guests from this year, who we greatly appreciate for having been part of the pod. Um, So here they go. Here's the list. Margie Weber, Natasha Hurt, Jill Maricchini, Jeff Brinkman, Cindy Davidson, Fred Karlinski, Diana Capes, Mary Ellen Hammock, and Liza Strife.
0: But before we go, we'd like to thank everyone at SILA. That help us put a great show together I'd like to thank balmeet gill our producer who helps us sound so great
2: yes thanks, most, balmeet.
0: thanks balmeet and most of all we'd like to thank our listeners for their support
1: happy listening and see you all in 2024
0: now as you look back at your professional career and the professional road that you've been down what piece, what's the one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self? So Tasha, what would you tell younger Tasha about the road ahead? And and Margie, same for you.
3: Can I say Margie go first? (laughs) (laughs) Younger
0: Tasha let Margie go first. (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll
4: take it. You know, the the thing that strikes me um, would be become a master networker. You can leverage your network to help yourself advance so significantly. And it's very nice to know what somebody else is doing in response to this particular regulatory event. So I think communicating with your network, establishing a strong network, which SILA is... um, a great a great way to to network use your LinkedIn so your LinkedIn use your social media if your firms allow it um, LinkedIn specifically I'm not sure about Twitter and Facebook but <laughs> I'm a fan of LinkedIn for sure for networking
0: <laughs> absolutely I, I can agree more that you know and and that's the power of organizations like NASA power of organizations like silos really able to talk to people and meet people that you know have similar goals and similar issues or similar desires or, or work that that you would have so just the ability to network and find this community
4: and an, and another one other thing i think for especially for our side of the members is don't be afraid of a regulator because they are in your they're they're on your side they want you to be compliant just like you want to be compliant and um you know, early on in the silo years, people were very nervous about approaching a regulator with a question, and um, I just feel like you, that that you can relax about that. I don't think that they're out to get you.
0: Absolutely, it should not be adversarial. I mean, the more you're compliant, the easier ger- their job is, and their job is to just help you be more compliant, right? So, absolutely, yes. you're on the same side of the of the of the, of the fence. Right.
4: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
3: Okay. Well, Margie inspired me. <laughs> so um first would be community, definitely. Um, you know, that is one of the things that drew me to NASA. I think it continues to draw people to NASA. Um, it's just filled with really incredible people, really smart, really great people, both from the membership and from the corporate office. I I feel really lucky to be where I am. Um I, I would tell my younger self to be flexible. Because what you think will probably happen will not happen, <laughs> so just be flexible. I am—I'm um, constantly learning um, every day. I think I learn something new, and um, as we all know, things are constantly changing. So um, I, I would say worry less and just be really everything will work out, and then just be really flexible because life is constantly throwing curveballs, and it's really just how you react to those um, that leads you to where you're going.
0: Looking back on your career and and move forward as well, but looking back, what advice would you give to younger Jill, you know, as she started her career journey?
5: Right. Um, And I actually talked with one of the ladies that I work with here and I'm like, I don't really know how to answer this question. (laughs) I go, so when I started, I was like, I want to learn everything. I'm not just one to sit in this seat and just do this one little task. I want to learn. So I learned how to learn about every single license type. So I know how to do every single job that's in licensing. And that's what was able to help me move up the ladder. But the one thing that we didn't have, and she actually is the one that said this to me, she said, you know, talking about Sila and she's like, you know, maybe if we, if we did the designation um, to to get the designations, Mm -hmm. that might've been, Helpful to us, so that's probably one of the things that I would say that for a younger person just starting out, look into those designations because I didn't do it. And like I said, I've been here for twenty four years, and that may have helped me with um, learning different aspects of things and and whatnot. I'm sure it would have only helped, not hindered me in 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 every way possible.
1: Yes. Yeah, so
5: I would probably say that that would be it. Or to anybody, just don't, don't just do this one little task, broaden what you, you know, mm-hmm. learn as much as you possibly can, wow. you know, cause it only helps you. And then sometimes you're like, okay, I totally get why we're doing this now. Yeah. Whereas before you would have been like, this is stupid. Why are we doing it like this? <laughs> and it, it just, it, you know, like I said before, in the beginning, going from different divisions, I, it made sense to me why we were doing things the way we were doing. Right. So, That's yeah, crazy, right? just learn as much knowledge as possible.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is power, right? That's you, what they say.
5: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Jeff, before we let you go, we always ask, you know, all of our guests, our final question. Um, I'm going to I'm going to ask it here, which is looking back on your long career. If you had some advice outside of what your father gave you, some <laughs> of your own advice to your younger self, what would that be?
6: Well, I think my advice, um, and probably this is not just from a business perspective, but from a a personal perspective as well, is to be open to all the possibilities and to not be one directional. Um, You know, a lot of times you'll you'll see people who are successful and they'll say, I knew from the time I was, you know, three years old that I wanted to be
1: (laughs) an insurance agent.
6: (laughs) and i i <laughs> and i knew from that point in my life that that's what i wanted to do and i worked toward that and if you want to be successful you have to be that driven. I think there are lots of bright, talented, you know, motivated people who don't know what they want to do with the rest of their lives. They have some sense of it, but they don't know what they want to do with the rest of their lives. And uh, I think the most important thing is to be open to the possibilities because you never know where your life is going to take you. And I find it... um, it's just something I enjoy learning about other people is when you went to college, what did you go to college to be or to do? And then to find out what they're doing today. And in more often than not, you find people doing something very different than what they thought they would be doing when they went to school. Another group of people I loved to hire were teachers. You know, no one works harder than a teacher. No one has to be more, you know, individually focused with students than teachers. They make great you know, employees in other industries, whether it be because you need them for training or or just their people skills. And I always found, you know, teachers to be a rich resource. And you find a lot of teachers in the insurance industry because that's where they started out and then they moved. Or nurses who started out, you know, in, 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 in nursing and then ended up in the insurance industry. And I guarantee you, they didn't go to school thinking, I'm going to be an insurance executive, but it's where they ended up. So I think the most important thing is, you know, you know, life provides you all kinds of opportunities, but being open to the opportunities that maybe seem a little off center or one that you hadn't originally thought of, it's important to at least value evaluate them and perhaps give them a chance.
1: That's great advice. And it's so true. So true. Everything you just said. So Cindy, we love to ask our guests, our guests who all have had, you know, interesting and varied journeys along the way in this insurance business. So we like to ask them what they would perhaps um, tell themselves when they were just starting out in, in this journey, uh, um, what wisdom, what words of wisdom
7: would you give I knew this was yourself? coming too, because <laughs> I do listen to your podcast and I know that you always ask this, so and might, um, So I've given it a lot of thought and I guess what I would say to my younger self starting out would be be confident, trust your instincts and speak up more. It's hard to believe for people who know me now that I was kind of a late bloomer. I wasn't always outspoken or opinionated or bossy and all of those are adjectives that have been applied to me. So I'm... um, I'm not making that up. Um but I also wish I had known how to support women other women better because we are in such a male dominated space. I mean, um I think over the years I've definitely figured that out a little bit better and um there's still time and opportunity. I'm not dead yet, right? So <laughs> I I still have time and opportunity still to to do that. But when I started in the industry in the 80s, it was so male dominated, like mm-hmm. words can't even yeah. conjure up what, what we were up against. Mm-hmm. Um, there weren't female executives. There weren't female insurance commissioners. Mm-hmm. I mean, there just weren't mentors and role models. It just didn't, it didn't exist. Yeah. And there weren't really any, many uh, female brokers and agents either. Right. Right. On the, I'm sure on the security side. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I think it would have been good to speak up, but I also think when you look back, it's important to give yourself some grace, right? Look back on your your whole life with context and empathy. So I really believe that you make the best decisions you can make, mm-hmm. given the information you had at the time, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that's true of relationships. It's true of mm-hmm. your career. It's true of financial decisions. I mean, You know, I know my husband, he sometimes lays awake and goes, I wish we'd never sold that house in Hermosa. We should have hung on to it. And, you know, it's like we made the best decision we could make at the time with the information. How would we know what it would be worth today and like what it would have taken to hang on to it? You know, you just have to I don't tend to overthink or second Mm -hmm. guess myself. So I think it's important for everyone to give themselves that grace and kind of say, yeah, I wish I'd done this, but it all worked out.
2: I love that. Oh, yeah, I love that too. I embrace,
5: love that. embrace the new and let go of the old. So,
1: Fred, I could continue talking to you forever, but we're going to um, bring this to a close. But before we do that, you know that we like to ask our guests a reflective question at the end of our chat. And since this is your second time with us, I've changed the question just a little bit. <laughs> So this, this time, I'd like to ask, when you reflect on your remarkable career journey, if you could change one thing about it, if anything, what would that be?
8: You know, that's a tough one, because I'm pretty happy right now. I mean, if I could change one thing, and look, you know, I have certain adages that I say to everyone, uh, fail to prepare, prepare to fail, I've used that a few times now. The harder you work, the luckier you get. But one thing I've told people is that the harder you work earlier, the easier it'll be later. And honestly, I think I've been lying to people about that because I think I work as hard now, if not harder than ever before. So I guess I would just say, as I look back at, you know, 30 years, 30 plus years of doing this now, um, have fun at what you're doing. You know, we, we work very hard. And, and we take everything we're doing very serious, but don't take yourself too serious. And, and the other thing I would say if I was giving people a reflection or advice. And I do this. I speak to a lot of young law students. We have a lot of summer associates. We have a lot of first year associates, many of them as a practice group chair and as a member of the executive committee, come talk to me and as a firm leader. And, and what I tell them, and this has been true to me um, or for me, is that um, specializing in something really makes sense. And, and, and just liking and loving what you're doing. You know, some people might think insurance is boring, but from my standpoint of view, you can't own a home if you don't have insurance. You can't drive a car. You can't own a business because a worker's cop. The list goes on and on and on. So, you know, so many things come to mind, but one is that, you know, be passionate about what you're doing and, and feel good about it too. And I certainly feel good about, You know, the work I do, I feel good about the work that you and I have done, Uh, Diana, as well, and and look forward to uh, continuing down that road with you and and other friends at Silo.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I love that. Um, Sounds like absolutely nothing would change. It's, you know, no regrets. And all our young folks out there thinking about a career in the insurance industry or in the legal insurance industry, proof positive. There will be no regrets. It's all great. (laughs) And it is wide open and it is extremely interesting.
0: What advice would you give to younger lives, like growing up in New Jersey? (laughs) About, you know, how she should see things besides vibes.
2: (laughs) Yes. Besides vibes. I would say, um, and this is one of the things I shared at the keynote is be courageous. Is (laughs) I would tell myself, I used to focus so much on confidence, wanting to be confident. And the problem with that is if you don't feel confident, you don't feel confident. And it just telling yourself to be confident isn't going to get you there. And instead, shifting that to, well, I can, I may not feel confident, but I can be courageous today. I can feel afraid and I can still act anyways i can still take those steps and yeah i'm gonna make mistakes uh but that's how you learn and at the end of the day what i've learned about learning about professional development about life is it's all learning it's all just learning we're going to make mistakes and we keep learning and we do a little bit better next time so i would just tell myself okay you have to feel afraid to be brave be courageous
0: I, I love that i love that i love that you know you've identified that there's a subtle difference This subtle difference to being confident and being courageous right and you can be courageous but not be confident that's okay right? yeah that's, <laughs> be courageous that's super i love that i love that
2: well thanks
4: The materials in this podcast are intended to provide a general overview of the issues contained herein and are not intended nor should they be construed to provide specific legal or regulatory guidance or advice. If you have any questions or issues of a specific nature, you should consult with appropriate legal or regulatory counsel to review the specific circumstances involved. The information or opinions communicated in this podcast are not necessarily opinions of SILA and the SILA Foundation.